right, guys, here we are with the class of 2025 right-handed pitcher and third baseman, Matt Pierce. Um, he goes to Dunwoody High School here in Atlanta, um, plays uh, for Outlaws, travel baseball, um, and obviously trains here at Athletic with us. Just finished up our Velocity Max program over the summer, um, and he's also a quarterback. So QB1, right, big guy? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how football is going. I know you've been diving into that the last week or so. Oh, yeah. I mean, we started um, 6 a.m. workouts this week, stay out of the heat. So that's been it's been interesting, pretty tiring. And then um, obviously we had it last week, too, before I threw at the future games, too. Uh -huh. So, Are you guys in pads yet? Um, we're starting – oh, yeah, we started this week in pads. Pads, okay. So that's kind of like the big switch for you football guys, right? Like when you get in pads, it's like, oh, baby, here we go. Yeah, I mean, well, not really for me because I'm not allowed to get hit. Right. But, like, obviously for, like, the line stuff, it's a lot different, especially with, like, pressure and stuff and then linebackers hitting, wide receivers blocking, stuff like that. It's just different. Okay. When's the first game? We got a scrimmage next Friday, and then our first game is August 18th. We play North Springs. So you guys do, like, preseason first? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have one preseason game. It's just no special teams, kind of just don't show too much. Okay. All right. So you really don't have a lot of time, like, in pads and full practice before no, the season? not really. It's like two two weeks in pads before okay. the season starts. But you've been doing seven-on-sevens and, yeah. and that stuff throughout um, the summer? we've been doing that all summer. What was that like during the summer? I mean, obviously you had a full travel ball summer. Like, what was it like trying to balance – being a quarterback, doing seven-on-sevens, being a pitcher, managing your starts, playing the field, all that stuff. What, what was that like? Well, on it, obviously, like, I had to manage my schedule, whether it was, like, I had to go to football or go to baseball, stuff like that. And then, honestly, I don't think throwing the football messed me up too much during baseball season just because I was throwing the baseball, like, every single day. But, um, like, more recently, it kind of has a little bit, but um, – I really don't think it's affected me that much. Maybe kind of when I first started throwing the football during the summer after throwing a baseball for three weeks straight and not touching the football, that might have thrown me off, but I got the hang of it pretty quick. So you, you feel like like coming off a of baseball season and then going back to throwing the football is harder than vice versa than being in football season and having to go back to throwing a baseball or or is it both hard in its own right i think definitely going from football to baseball is harder yeah. um just because baseball is it's so many like little things yeah. and obviously football is too but i feel like baseball it makes more of a difference because you know when you're playing quarterback you got a much bigger like target than than a strike zone so right no i you just you hear about quarterbacks right and their their thing is like okay they go from throwing the football all season you go back to throwing the baseball and it's like shit how do I not throw a slider like how do I make the ball yeah. not cut you know because it's different the release point is different just the the sinking is different obviously like for you if you're throwing year-round whether it's football or baseball I would assume your arm stays in shape right like you yeah. haven't really had uh, yeah too many issues from a conditioning standpoint but I guess just the feel and the, the detail part is what you struggle with. Yeah, and I feel like it it kind of, like, affects, like, a different part of your arm. Like, I feel like football is a lot more, like, shoulder area where baseball is, like, more kind of back of your right shoulder and more, like, elbow, stuff like that. I just, that's kind of the feel I get. Okay. Well, I mean, so tell me this, you know, like, 
obviously you, you start, let's just back up from like calendar year January 1st. The first thing that comes up is like, you know, high school tryouts. And you get that cranked out and it's freaking 28 degrees out. And it's, I mean, in Georgia it gets cold, people. So it's just 28 degrees. You're trying to practice. You're trying to get your arm going. And you're having a preseason game, what, four weeks in usually is, is February 16th or February 12th is usually preseason. So yeah. you're, you're four weeks in. You're, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to get your arm going. You know, I'm talking as a pitcher mainly, how to get your arm going. Then you roll through, March starts to warm up, April it gets warm, you finally start catching your groove pitching. Then you roll into a summer season, Memorial Day, it's May, you go through June, you go through July, you can kind of see where I'm going with this. Like, mm -hmm. how does this stuff start to add up? And then how do you feel this time of year after a long summer? You had a long summer, you had a long season. What does that mean for you now? Most people get a little break, you don't. You're going right into football. What, what does that feel like for you? Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's kind of a different feel. But, like, I feel like I, when I started the high school season, you know, I probably started down here yeah. and gradually, like, came up. And I probably hit my peak, like, later, late summer. And then I'm kind of, like, regressing back down a little bit and get into that, like, football. Yeah. Football mood, I guess you could say. Okay. Well, how do you – I mean, how do you feel about the summer? Like – Obviously, you just spoke about, you know, feeling your peak in July and, you know, kind of on the downslide on the baseball side and kind of transitioning into football. But do you feel like you accomplished some of the things this summer that you set out to accomplish? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think definitely. I feel like I remember around exactly one year ago, um, one of my goals was to make it to the PBR Future Games. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just like, I just really wanted to do it. And I just, you know, just tried my best. Um when they sent out the thing on their website, I requested an invite, stuff like that. And I remember when the PBR got texted, I was just, I was excited. That's awesome. It was one of my goals for the summer. That's awesome, man. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, the PBR stuff here in a little bit. We'll let the audience hear what you have to say on that. But, you know, kind of jumping back real quick to, to the goals you set out, what you wanted to do over the summer, what you wanted to do back in the high school season, kind of just your sophomore year and all the way through sophomore summer goals. Um, what were they? How did you get there? What are some of the things you did? Kind of kind of speak on that a little bit. I know there were times where you told me, hey, I feel like I don't have a plan now or I feel like I do have a plan now. Like, what did that look like for you? Well, I think a few of my goals were like, I really wanted to hit 90. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously velocity max up with that. It really got my arm strength up and it got me feeling, my arm feeling healthy. Yeah. Because especially during high school, my arm was kind of iffy, but um, once I started velocity max, got like into it a lot, my arm started feeling amazing. I feel like that's when I really made the jump. And then another one of my goals was getting college recognition, which I, I did, which you know, that was one of my more important goals, I'd say, like yeah. towards the top of my list, which, yeah, worked out. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, you know, for, for some of the people who know who we are and what we do, they've probably heard of Velocity Max. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have not. Um, you know, we started the system not that long ago, you know, th about three years ago, but it really started catching fire the last year and a half. Um what did that look like for you when you first heard about it? What were your thoughts of it? And what ultimately pushed you to say, hey, I want to give this thing a go with Coach Greg and Coach Tyler, and I want to try this thing out, and I want to see if this can push me past the next level? What did that look like? Well, obviously, you know, 
Um, I saw you doing a bunch of stuff on Instagram, stuff like that, just social media. I think it was probably in the fall uh-huh. before high school. And, you know, I kind of looked at it, and I, you know, I didn't think I really needed to do it yet. And then once I kind of got into high school ball, you know, my arm, it wasn't feeling great, like I said. And I'm like, oh, I need to switch something up. My velo wasn't, like, making a jump that quickly like it did. And obviously, it's going to slow down. But, you know, I'm not very experienced. I didn't really know what to do. Yeah. And then um, it kind of wanted me to get into it. And, um, yeah. Cool. No, that's good, man. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of guys like you who are, you know, talented young pitchers, t- young players, period. Um, you know, and they're trying to figure out what do I do? When do I do it? How do I do it? Who's the right person to do it with? Um, you know, so that I'm glad that you jumped on board to do that stuff with us. But kind of dive in a little bit, man. I mean, a lot of people ask us, how do you, how do you manage doing velocity max and playing summer ball? And managing a full schedule and doing seven on sevens and football, like, did you feel like it was ever too much at times? Did you feel like it was a good push for you and create a routine? Like, tell us what you think. Well, it definitely created a routine for me, which I think was good. But um, the thing is, I think the way you organize it, and especially like playing for you, that really helped. You had my whole schedule, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, that definitely made it easier. But I feel like that could be done with anyone, mm-hmm. as long as you your schedule is given to you and stuff like that. It's just you know, you just have a routine. I don't think it ever got too much for me. It's just yeah. that commitment to doing it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's really, it's on the player to yeah. get the stuff done. You just give it out. Yeah. But um, if the player really wants to get better, then they'll do their stuff consistently. Because yep. probably I'd say consistency when doing Velocity Max is probably the most important thing. You know, you can't just skip a day just because you don't want to do it. Yeah. No, I think the consistency thing is everything with, anything you do. I mean, it's, you know, like if you're hitting, if you're pitching, if you're playing golf, if you're a football player, if you're a ballerina, like you're going to have to be consistent with the things you want to work on. So I'm, I'm glad you recognize that, man. And, and I can say, you know, of all the guys that did Velocity Max this summer with us, you were probably one of the most consistent while also having one of the busiest schedules too. So kudos to you for being able to commit and being disciplined on your stuff. Um, what did the program look like? I mean, give me some of the things that maybe you expected to see when you started the program and then some of the things that maybe you didn't expect to see. Like, was some of the stuff like a surprise to you? Like, man, what is this? I've never seen this before. And then some of the stuff you're like, okay, I would expect to see this in a VLO program. Well, I, you know, I expected plows and bands stuff, but, you know, I had bands before. I had plows. I just didn't have any idea what to do. I like, you know, I looked some stuff up, but, I didn't really have an idea of what to do and honestly it kind of just really showed me like things I can do to get better, make my arm stronger, make my arm healthier, make my mobility better, stuff like that. That's super important for pitching that maybe um, kids may not have a good idea of and kids don't have the knowledge of and that's super important. Yeah, for sure, man. I I think um, having the plan is a major barrier for most kids. They just don't have a plan. And then if you do have a plan, how are you going to carry it out? That's another barrier, right? Because a lot of kids, you know, they get all hopped up on a Mountain Dew at midnight. I'm going to do this, this, and this and set out all these goals. And this is not a knock on you guys, but that's how teenagers think, right? They get amped up and excited about stuff, but 
then being able to have the right resources to carry out that stuff, having the right coach, having the right mentor, having the right program, having the right facility. I think that's probably the biggest thing that matters for you guys. So like, tell me this, you came in thinking, okay, I might not need this program, right? I'm, I'm already a pretty good pitcher. I think at 15, you last year in the summer, what did you hit 85? Yeah. And then in the fall, I hit 87. Fall, you hit 87. So you're kind of going through into November, into the off season, getting ready for your sophomore year. Man, I'm already 87. I'm good to go. Thinking you've you've got it figured out, right? You had some of your your early struggles in high school ball. Like, what would you say diving into the program was something that you expected? Man, I don't I won't have any problem with this. And then you did. Like something that was a major. Like, okay, I got to get better at this. Like, did you have any of those aha moments? Um. Hmm. I feel like honestly, it was like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really doing anything for arm care. Like, like I said earlier, I had bands. I just didn't know what to do with them. I had class. I didn't know what to do with them, and it kind of just showed me how important it is. Cause I feel like you throw so much harder when your arm feels better. Uh-huh. Like you're not gonna throw hard even if you take eight Advil. You're not gonna throw hard if your arm doesn't feel good. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good, man. I mean, I think, you know, so for you, you, you think that you were able to keep yourself healthier for longer. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, that's awesome. And no, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm super pumped that you did the program with us. Um, you know, I think, you know, me and you have talked about you doing a, a modified version of that when football's over and getting ready for the high school season. And I think that'll be huge. And, you know, that's always something that we can talk mm-hmm. through figuring out going from football and baseball and back and forth. I think, um, you know, I, I think you, I'll let you elaborate on this, but you're kind of, you know, solidifying yourself as more of a baseball player than a football player going forward. And that's no knock on him, guys. He's a, he's a great football player too. But I think you're starting to kind of see that light and where that's leading you. Um, what does that mean for you in terms of doing both sports all the way through high school? What does that look like? Well, I think, you know, well, obviously football is a huge commitment. And um, especially as a quarterback, you know, you have a job. To do. You have to be there every day. But um, obviously it's just going to take extra work, you know, doing the baseball stuff, even if you have football earlier that day yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of important just to, you know, if you're going to do both, you got to do them both 100%. No, I love that, man. I think, you know, the athletes that do the best at multiple sports are the ones that are able to just kind of turn it off and on when they need to, you know, so that's awesome. Um, Going back to the PBR games, right, PBR future games, like you you expressed your excitement in that when you got Mm -hmm. the invite. Um, I probably knew before you did that you were going to get an invite because those guys were communicating with me and asking questions and how to be. It was weird because the first time I realized that you were going to get that invite, was when we played a perfect game tournament and I got a text from the PBR guy saying, how did Pierce throw today? And I'm like, hold on a second, am I in the right tournament? And, and that's when I realized, okay, they're, they're looking at some other things because they want to line some stuff up at the end of the summer. So, you know, like you said, you were super excited when you got the text. Like, do you remember where you were? Do you remember, you know, what was going on when you got the text? Do you remember, you, who'd you tell first? Ooh, I, th- I definitely told probably my dad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was... I think I was in the car on the way home from a game, yeah. and um, I saw the text, and I was just, I was just, it was awesome, and I just kind of told my dad, and it was, it was just an awesome moment. I was did, just super excited. Did you have any idea 
Like, did you have any idea that you were going to get an invite to something like that? Well, you know, I kind of, I definitely wanted one. And I, like I said, I requested an invite because, you know, I just really wanted to get into it. And I, um, you know, I got a write up earlier by one of the PBR guys and I was kind of in contact with them. And um, I don't want to say I was expecting it, but um, I wasn't going to be like completely surprised if I got one, but it was, it was still awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, Okay, so you got the invite, accepted, all that stuff. We knew for, what, a few weeks in advance? Mm-hmm. Um, then we finished our season, and, you know, we got a week before it's time to go up there. And mm-hmm. I remember you asked me, Coach, what do I do in between? You know, because Velocity Max had ended, and you're like, Coach, what do I do? Do I do I throw a pen before I go up there? Like, wh- what should I do? And I'm like, yeah, you probably need to throw one more pen. You didn't get to, right? You had You had football every day. The stuff just didn't line up. You didn't get to throw your pen. You went up there on Friday night. Um, walk through what that looked like, because obviously that was not a smooth show up at the ballpark, wait an hour before, and go right to pitch. There was all kinds of crap. So kind of talk through heading up there that day and getting ready to pitch, and then, you know, obviously the waiting games. Well, so, you know, well, I drove up alone. You know, I wanted to listen to my music, get locked in. I remember driving up there on the highway. I was blasting my music full volume, just like just <laughs> Who were you listening straight. to? You know, a little rap, a little, little Uzi Vert, a little Gunna. And okay. I, was, I was just getting locked in, you know, just staring straight ahead, just thinking to myself. Yeah. And um, getting up there, I was just, it was just kind of surreal. The parking lot was absolutely filled. I had to park sure in was. another lot. And I'm walking up, you know, kids four inches taller than me, like probably 40 pounds more than me. And just coaches everywhere. It was cool. And then, um, and I just remember walking over to the guys saying, what's up? You know, all of them being pretty cool. Yeah. Some of them, you know, keeping to themselves, trying to lock themselves in. Other oh, yeah. guys, you know, chatting it up. It was just a cool experience. That's awesome, man. So you're up there. How early did you get up there? Hour and a half before, hour before? Yeah, about an hour and a half before. Okay. So, you know, I showed up. I came. Coach Vic came. Rolando came. Um, you know, we get up there. We probably were up there 45 minutes before we came over and said, hey, to you, are warming up. Stuff was going on before the game. And then right before the game, lightning delay. Yeah. Right? The, the infamous uh, Lake Point lightning delay. What was going through your head there? Because you already knew you were going to pitch, what, if it was a fifth, fifth and sixth inning? Yeah. So what was going through your head then? Like, oh, man, like I got to wait even longer to throw. Like I'm sure there was anticipation building up, right? Well, yeah. Well, because I remember um, when we were getting on the field, like, we could see some great clouds coming over, and I like I, everyone was just talking like, "Man, I hope we don't get hit with this stuff." And if, especially the pitchers, because it definitely affects the pitchers the most. Because I remember, I was deciding whether I was going to start my stretching bands and stuff like that before, because I didn't want to get loose too early and then right. get in a rain delay. And so I just decided to go for it, and then that's exactly what happened. Yep, yep, yep. No, I, it, I was thinking the same thing, man. I and. Who was the starter again? It was something, uh, what was his first name? Eston Simpson. Eston Simpson, yeah. He got all the way hot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I watched him warm up before the game. He was all the way hot, ready to go. And then he had to sit for, it was probably an hour and 15 minutes at least. Yeah, it was about, I think we started two hours late. Okay, two hours late. So, But he ended up still pitching. Yeah. So was there any conversation between players and coaches about whether or not they were going to x him or for save him for another day or anything like that, well, like, I remember, what did that look like? i remember he was talking to the other guys and they're like they're like making sure he was good to go and he was confident with it i'm cool. glad i didn't have to go through that yeah. i mean i would have just been like mad because it was literally 
like maybe within five minutes of the game oh, yeah. start. So everyone was like jacked up, ready to play in the dugout, and then you just see on the board a little lightning delay <laughs> on there, and it was just yeah. No, that's that's rough, man. So okay, so fast forward through all the lightning delay. Um, I think we went and got food and then came back and uh, game started rolling. And, you know, I just, I've been up there a million times to Lake Point. You know, I've been, I've been coaching travel ball for six, seven, eight years now. And I've, I've been going up there for a long time. And I don't think I ever saw it so full of people and yeah. not only people, but college coaches and recruiters yeah. and scouts. Um, what was that like for you guys? I mean, you, I, I have to remember you guys are sophomores going into your junior year. You're 16 like I'm sure that was a big deal and that's exciting, but is it is it nerve wracking at the same time? Well, I feel like, you know, I don't mean to like, to my own horn, I guess you could say, but I feel like that's one of my like strengths is I'm able to like focus in, so like yeah. that stuff doesn't really worry me. Like, I guess like throughout the summer, like there were like a couple coaches at our games that kind of mm -hmm. got me ready, I guess you could say, but it was yeah. nothing like future games. So I feel mm -hmm. like I can like you know focus like just kind of like block everything out. Like it's just me and the catcher i feel like when i'm pitching i just do not i don't hear anything it's just right. me in my own head yeah just me and the catcher like uh like for love of the game with kevin costner you yeah. ever seen that movie uh, yeah good example no that's awesome man so all right so now first couple innings have gone by uh the boys on your team have done their thing a couple pitchers have already pitched um you know you've gone through the lineup probably almost twice when it was getting ready to be your turn to go pitch you're getting ready. It's the fourth inning, and you're like, okay, time to head down to the bullpen. What's going through your mind? Are you At that point, are you just like, screw it, man. I'm ready to go. Like, Get me in here. Like, well, what are you thinking? Yeah, especially because the first four innings must have been an hour and a half. It was, like, it was the longest four innings I've ever been in, and it was like me and three other POs just sitting in the dugout for the whole time, and um, you know, I was just like, man, can this hurry up? Just like stuff like that because it was taking a while, so I was just ready to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of thought to myself, just do my thing, just yeah. do what I can do. Okay. So first inning, you roll out there. How'd you feel? I felt good, but you know, I just felt a tiny bit off. And it was, you know, we had football that whole week. I, I mean, I threw the football that morning before um, I had to come up. And it, I was just like that tiny bit off where it's like a little bit of timing, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think – I walked the first guy, he got thrown out at second, yep. walked the second guy, and then that's when I kind of settled in, started throwing strikes. I think we had a pop out, and then I struck the last guy out for the third out. You know, my catcher, he made a great throw, threw the guy out, that really helped me out. Yeah. And then kind of walked in, was like, I was pissed at myself, like, come on. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, when I went out there for the second out, I just felt a lot better. I think I threw, like, five strikes five straight strikes yeah. and um i just kind of felt a lot more like on time more locked in for that second inning and i yeah. did pretty well that last inning that's awesome and yeah I, I i watched obviously both innings that you threw and like you said it looked like you were just off a little bit and i think you threw seven straight balls yeah in the beginning i'm like okay like so let's get going so when you threw that first strike was that a major sigh of relief yeah i mean i was i was just I don't want to say I was, like, losing focus, but I was just kind of, like, getting mad at myself, telling myself, like, come on, man. Like, giving up free stuff to batters is the worst thing you can do. Like, even if you're throwing strikes and they're hitting it, you're still throwing strikes, and right. that's that's really the most important thing while pitching. And, 
that's kind of what I've struggled with in the past is walking too many guys, throwing too many pitches, getting too deep into counts. So yeah. that's stuff I definitely need to work on. But, um, yeah, I definitely kind of settled in after that. That's awesome, man. No, I, you know, I, I noticed when I saw you throw a 3-2 slider, that's when I knew you were back to yourself. You know, I know that you like throwing the slider in the three ball counts, 3-1, 3-2. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, he's good. Um, you know, and, and I think that when college coaches watch you play, those are the things that they want to see. They love when you flash a 91. You hit 91 this summer. That's a huge deal, man. Going from 87 to 91, that's a big jump. Um you know, at the PBR games, I think you were more down, to, you know, in the 87 range, yeah. which is still really good. But the biggest thing is like those things, man, like the next level things, being able to throw a slider in a 3-2 count, being able to throw a slider when you're behind in the count um, and being confident enough to do those things. So just kind of going on the subject of recruiting, um, you've been followed. Like you've mm -hmm. you've had some following from several Division One level schools, and you've had some conversations, and you've you've gone to some camps. Um, August first just passed not too long mm -hmm. ago. So, what has the recruiting piece been like for you? I know it's a learning process, but kind of fill us in on that. Well, um, I've had six colleges contact me, and I've gotten one offer. But um, yeah, I was like surprised. I remember that day before we had football at 6 a.m. So I went, I probably went to bed at like 10 o'clock. Yeah. When I wake up the next morning, I had a text from a coach at 12.01 in the morning, right <laughs> when it hit August 1st. I could probably guess who that coach is, but, I'm, but I don't want you to say it yeah. on, on film. So no, that's funny, man. I, that's how it works now, man. I mean, everybody is, is gunning for the, for the good guys. And, you know, when they see stuff they like, they're going to, they're going to try to hound you. They're going to try to get you on their campus, they're going to try to get you to camps. They they want to see what your what your interest is, man. So that that's awesome. I mean, in this process, I mean, you said you've you've had six schools um, reach out. You've had one offer already. Um, did you think that it would go that way by the end of the summer? Is that what you expected? Is that what you wanted? What were you, what was your expectations on the recruiting side? Well, I feel like definitely in the beginning, I wasn't sure because my high school season, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't like my best at all and so I wasn't really sure and you know I just throughout kind of the summer you know we started seeing like maybe one coach at a game and then there was like two or three yeah. towards the end of the season that kind of gave me a bit of an expectation to like come August 1st and I feel like the amount of like calls and stuff I got that's pretty much what I expected um and I heard from some schools that I didn't even know were looking at me. I heard from some that, you know, I had already been in contact with, whether it was like asking them asking me to come up to a camp or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there are some schools that I want to might want to go to, something like that, or I'm interested in that um, that didn't hasn't contacted me yet. But um, the thing is, and this is for like even kids who maybe didn't get a single call or a contact, like. There's still the whole 17U summer, yeah. all of high school season, too, um, for coaches to come out and watch you. And I feel like um, that's kind of kept me sane is, like, you have a whole nother year. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just kind of been a thought in the back of my head. That's good, man. That's good. Well, you've got you've got a bright future ahead of you, man. you got to keep working. you got to keep pushing. Um, you know, I, I'm super proud of the progress you've had. Obviously, I love you being a part of it here with us. Um, we're not done yet. <laughs>